yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast, and I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land? I hope you're doing good, you're feeling great, because I sure am. And I'm telling you, we're getting ready to get into episode 19, All Things Basketball Podcast, episode 19. Wow, we're moving, we're moving, people, I'm telling you. We're really moving, and the name of episode 19 is Blockbuster. The name of episode 19 is Blockbuster. Well, all right, let's get into it. But uh, you know, before we get into it, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like. Come on, people, download. Let's do it. It's All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Here we go with episode 19. Okay? Now, I know you guys watched that victory parade for the Toronto Raptors. Now they're called the defending world champion, NBA world champion, Toronto Raptors. Coach Luke got a little glimpse of it, but again, I'm always busy, so I just do a little sneak peek at the television at times, and so I could talk to you guys about certain things that go on in the game of basketball. So I got a little peek of the other parade. I mean, it was a packed, packed crowd. And it was in downtown Toronto, and it was wonderful, man. People were jumping up and down, dancing. Their music was glaring. I mean, you know, uh, everybody was out there, I mean, from all over the place. I mean, not just Toronto, but people from everywhere went. to Because, again, this was their first ever NBA championship. So you had people from all walks that were there to celebrate with the Toronto Raptors. And it was a beautiful, beautiful thing, you know. And I tell you, you're looking at a a great, great team if they stay together. If they stay together, they'll be able to do some big, big things in the near future, you know. But we don't know that for sure. They got a little unsettled business, you know. One Kawhi Leonard is coming up. He's going to be a free agent. And, you know, they definitely have to wrap Kawhi Leonard up. They definitely have to wrap Kawhi Leonard up. And at one point in the parade, Kyle Lowry put his arms around Kawhi and started chanting, five more years, five more years. And the whole Toronto crowd started going in unison with Kyle Lowry and um, saying, five more years. And Kawhi was just there smiling. He was smiling, but, you know, we don't know what he's going to do. But like I've always told you guys, I mean, Toronto opened their arms to the gentleman, uh, and I just think he's going to be – it's going to be hard for Kawhi to leave. But, again, he's a Cali boy. He's a California kid. And I tell you what, if you've ever been to California, because Coach Luke has on several occasions, if you go to California on a visit, You really don't want to leave. So just imagine if you're from California, (laughs) you want to go back. I mean, so the thing is, is that, you know, home might tug at them, but I just believe that they've done such a great job in Toronto that, you know, my thing is, you know, he might just stay. He might just stay. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you what, when he hit the podium to talk, you know, because, you know, my guy, Soul Plain Dirk, said he's going to leave. And you know what Coach Luke thinks, that he might stay. But when, when Kawhi Leonard hit the podium to talk, you know, there's a certain way that you thank people. You know, either you thank people before you, you know, thank you, have a nice day before you walk off into the sunset, or you thank them in a, such a way that they believe that you'll be back the next day. And so I don't know. I couldn't really read Kawhi, but you could never read a guy like Kawhi. He's such a stoic individual. So I don't want to um, leap out and say he's definitely going to leave Toronto. But even if he leaves Toronto, they'll still love him. It won't be like when LeBron left Cleveland, the decision. 
and they started burning his jersey and things of that nature. If Kawhi leaves Toronto, they will love him forever. They will be grateful for what he brought, helped bring, rather, to the table. And that was the NBA championship. But I just noticed that I just couldn't put a finger on how he was, um, you know, he was talking, he was thanking the organization, he was thanking the, the fans, his teammates, the front office, but the way he was saying thank you, I don't know. And a friend of mine was telling me while we were watching, he was saying, man, coach, I'll tell you, the way that he was saying thank you, it was one of those thank yous like, thank you, but I got to go. And I was like, wow, man, did you get that type of feeling? Because I, I got that type, Coach Luke got that type of feeling. But then again, like I said, Kawhi is such a stoic person that you really can't read him. And I know the Toronto Raptors fans that was yelling five more years really wanted to be a max deal in five more years of Kawhi Leonard in a Toronto uniform. But I tell you, Back to the parade. It was a wonderful, wonderful parade. You know, they had your boy Drake out there chugging beers and throwing beers and celebrating with everybody. And so <laughs> it was just a beautiful, beautiful parade. I'll tell you that. And so, you know, that's what happens when you win an NBA championship and you let your guard down after all of the hard work. Then you get to celebrate. You really get to celebrate. But that's what was going on with the Toronto Raptors victory parade. And like Coach Luke said, I got a little glimpse of it. But it looked like, man, they was having so much fun out there and partying, man. It was a place that Coach Luke wished he was at at that point in time. I'll tell you. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hit that email button. Leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot, a lot of great coaches on deck, and we're ready and wearing, wearing to go. We're raring to go, baby. We'll get you out there and take your game to the next level. Well, all right. When I did the tribute on Friday, people, I named the front office, and I named the players, and I congratulated the Toronto Raptors, on a job well done. Well, when we left the air, the whole All Things Basketball podcast crew jumped on me that day. They jumped on Coach Luke. They said, Coach Luke, didn't you forget something? <laughs> I said, what did I forget? They said, you're a coach, Coach Luke. You forgot the coaching staff. Oh, man, I felt so bad. I really, really did. And so we're going to backtrack, and as some people say, rewind right back to that, that congratulations to the Toronto Raptors, and we're just going to add a special group of gentlemen. And, you know, of course, Coach Luke is a coach, and I tell you, it's a lot of hard work. A lot of people see coaches roaming the sideline, but I tell you what, it's a lot of preparation before you even touch the floor. Before that team even gets on the floor, there's a lot of preparation all the way up to the tip-off. And so kudos to the Toronto Raptors coaching staff, the whole coaching staff, but especially one Nick Nurse because his coaching journey is long, man. He has a long coaching journey. I mean, he coached in Australia. He coached in the G League. He's been on several different coaching staffs in the NBA. All right. And so he's had a long journey before and he had to love it because like Coach Luke said, if you're a coach and you love the game of basketball, then you definitely have to love your journey. And so I'm pretty, pretty sure that Coach Nurse loved his journey. And as a rookie head coach in his first season on the bench with the Toronto Raptors, well, it wasn't his first season because he's been an assistant coach with the Raptors for maybe four years. But I'll tell you what, in his first season as the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, he came down with the chip, baby. He won the NBA championship, and kudos to Coach Nick Nurse 
and the rest of his staff. And I'm very sorry for forgetting that little tidbit uh, in the Friday's episode. I'm very, very sorry about that. But I tell you what, let's go on down the line with the whole Raptors coaching staff. And of course, we're starting with head coach Nick Nurse. Congratulations. Congratulations to assistant coach Adrian Griffin. Congratulations to assistant coach Sergio Scarola. Congratulations to assistant coach Nate Borgren. Congratulations to assistant coach Phil Handy. Congratulations to assistant coach Patrick Matumbo. Congratulations to assistant coach Jim Sand. And congratulations to assistant coach Eric Kearney. Congratulations to the coaching staff of the Toronto Raptors. Now I tell everybody that's on All Things Basketball podcast staff, get off my back. <laughs> but it's, they did a wonderful job. They did an excellent coaching job the whole season. They did, and for a new coaching staff, this is just an incredible, credible job. I tell you, you can't get any better than hoisting that trophy. So congratulations to the whole Toronto staff, upstairs, downstairs, the players, the coaches, the administration, the scouts, general manager. Like I said before, everybody deserves a hand in on this great, great victory. Well, all right. The name of this show, episode 19, Blockbuster. Well, Saturday at 3 o'clock or maybe 3.30, news came down that Anthony Davis, the trade has been complete, and Anthony Davis is now a Los Angeles Lakers. News came down on Saturday that the trade is complete and Anthony Davis is now a Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm going to tell you people, this kind of tips the scale in the Western Conference because now, in Coach Luke's eyes, Anthony Davis is the best big man in the game. And you're teaming him up with the best player in the game. And of course, the best player in the game today, in my opinion, is King James, one LeBron James. And so now you have the best big man, and then you have the best player in the game. And that's a very, very vicious tandem. And we can't forget Mr. Double Double, Kyle Kuzma, and he's transcending up. So you have some players, and you got some pieces, and of course I believe the Lakers aren't finished. The Lakers definitely aren't finished, all right? Because what I understand is that they're in talks with Kemba Walker. Now, Kemba Walker has $225 million on the table in Charlotte. But like Coach Luke always says, if you played seven years in the NBA and you save your pennies the right way, then you already have a nice amount of money. And I believe Kemba Walker, he looks, I don't know him, but he looks like a very, very smart young man. And it looks like he's going in the right direction. And so... I'm pretty sure Kimber Walker has saved his money in the right way. But what Kimber Walker wants is to win. Kimber Walker wants to become a winner. And so Kimber Walker is probably looking at the tea leaves over there with the Lakers and say, hey, I'll listen. I'll give a listen. Let's see what you guys got to offer. And so right now, the Lakers are in heavy pursuit for one Kimber Walker. And boy. If they get Kemba Walker, then they, right now, Vegas has the Lakers as the favorite to win the, the NBA championship already. All right. Now that's a little easier said than done. As Coach Luke knows, as a coach, the team has to mesh pretty well. All right. They have to learn each other's game, uh, see what each player likes and dislikes. But right now, that they, they are the favorite in the Western Conference. And I'm pretty sure they're the favorites because uh, one Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson are definitely out for the upcoming season. And so I'm pretty sure that has a lot to do with people tabbing the Lakers as the favorite in the Western Conference. And then 
with them negotiating or talking rather at this point to get with Kimber Walker. That's going to be a big threesome right there. And so going back to the trade for Anthony Davis, the Lakers got Anthony Davis in exchange and, and the three players going to the Pelicans, it was three players and two draft picks. All right. The Lakers get Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans get Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and the fourth pick in this upcoming, this Thursday's draft, and two other first-round picks following in consecutive years next year and the year after. All right? So all in all, in total, it'll be a five-player for one deal for Anthony Davis. Now, some people say that's a lot, but when you're getting a guy like Anthony Davis that can do it all on the basketball court, Coach Luke would have made that same deal right off the bat. Anthony Davis is a phenomenal player, and he's pretty young. He's pretty young. He's not even in his prime, people. Anthony Davis is not even in his prime, and they're tabbing him as the best big man. Well, Coach Luke believes he's the best big man in the game right now. Now, some people will say Joel Embiid for the Philadelphia 76ers, but not Coach Luke. I believe Anthony Davis is the best big man in the game. And so now the Lakers are off and running. And from what I understand, coming out of the Laker building, they're not finished yet. Because right now, as we speak, they are talking or in talks with Kimball Walker's representation. And so that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing for both teams. For both teams, that's an excellent move. So it's been a blockbuster trade on Saturday afternoon. Anthony Davis is a Los Angeles Laker. All right. Kyrie Irving. Mr. Kyrie Irving has changed his tune. And I find it a little funny that Kyrie Irving is changing his tune. Well, Kyrie Irving has always said he either wants to play with one of the D's, and I never knew what he meant, but he said either KD, which is Kevin Durant, or AD, which is Anthony Davis. So that's the D's that Kyrie Irving wants to team up with. And Newsflash has come out in Kyrie Irving as far as Anthony Davis becoming a Laker. Now Kyrie Irving has changed his tune in the sense that all along Kyrie Irving was saying he wanted to play for the Brooklyn Nets. He wanted to play for the Brooklyn Nets to a point where the Brooklyn Nets have already started freeing up cap space. The Brooklyn Nets have already started freeing up cap space in hopes that one Kyrie Irving they can get him in the, in the Brooklyn building. So now Kyrie Irving has had a change of heart a little bit. Now, he still might go to Brooklyn, you know, but he's also kind of mentioned the, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, he can't mention the team because, like Coach Luke said, due to the collective bargaining agreement, a player really can't mention the team. But what is going on is Kyrie is talking about the Anthony Davis trade and and mentioning, man, they sure need a good point guard. He's not putting himself in there because he can't say it. But we can all read the tea leaves, Mr. Kyrie Irving. Now all of a sudden you wanna uh might wanna have an opportunity to play with the Los Angeles Lakers. But guess what? There's a gentleman on the Los Angeles Lakers that you ran from in Cleveland citing that all you want to do is have your own team. You want to get away from one King James. You want to show people what you're worth. Well, I hope you know, Kyrie Irving, that King James is in the purple and gold also. <laughs> and so the same player that you were running from in Cleveland, now you want to reunite with them. But I don't think that's going to happen because the Lakers are really, really have their eyes keen on Kemba Walker. And I tell you what, the sighting is team chemistry. That's what it's all about. You know, people have been watching Kyrie Irving and, you know, he's not 
really one of the best teammates in the world. All right. And of course, if you, you really can't ask too many people on the Boston Celtics what kind of teammate Kyrie Irving is. And for that matter, you can't ask people on the Cleveland Cavaliers what type of uh, teammate Kyrie Irving is. Because evidently, Kyrie Irving is not that great of a teammate. Now, is Kyrie Irving an excellent ball player? Is he one of the top finishers in the game? Of course he is. But I tell you what, as a point guard, you have to be a leader of men. You really have to be a leader of men. And you don't have to totally get along with everybody, but just you have to have the same competitive drive as everybody on your team in order for that team to be successful. And I think for some reason, Kyrie Irving doesn't have, he has the competitive drive, but he doesn't, he cannot be a leader of men, not at this early stage in this game. And hey, Coach Luke is just calling it the, the way it is. And I don't know if people agree or disagree. Right now, I just don't think Kyrie Irving is a great leader of a team. And so I, even if I was the Lakers, I would be going with Kemba Walker myself. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hit the email button and we'll get right back to you. All Things Basketball Podcast, people. Come on, baby. It's for you. All right? Download, share, like. Let's go. Also, the Instagram feed is open. If you want to ask any questions, it's open for the rest of the show. It should have been open in the beginning. Somebody ain't on their job, but that's all right. Coach Luke will get at him. <laughs> well, all right. The 76ers. Coming out of the 76ers building, the 76ers are trying to trade or trying to package a trade with J.J. Reddick and Tobias Harris. That's right, my boy, Tobias Harris, L.I., of course. We got to pull L.I., Tobias Harris. So they're trying to package J.J. Reddick and Tobias Harris. Now, one of the things that happens with two players like this, both of these gentlemen are unrestricted free agents. Now, you know Tobias Harris wants a, a max deal, but it's kind of winding down to the last steps of that, and he'll probably settle for maybe a one, two-year deal, but you're going to have to pay Tobias Harris comfortably. You're definitely going to have to pay him comfortably. And for that matter, you're going to have to have to pay J.J. Reddick comfortably. Two veterans, two phenomenal players, but I guess Philadelphia is looking to go a different way. All right? They already are interested in giving Jimmy Butler a max deal. So you're turning around and you're saying, you're looking to unload J.J. Reddick and Tobias Harris. Now, whoever would take this deal, it would have to be a sign and trade because they're free agents. You would have to first sign them, okay, or Philly, either one of the teams. Either the team that they're on would have to sign them before they get traded, or a promissory note has to happen with the team that they go to saying that they will definitely sign these two players in the midst of a trade, all right? And so what the Philadelphia 76ers are trying to do, they're trying to jump in and get two picks within that top 10 picks. That's what they're trying to do. They're really trying to jump in into the top 10, all right? Because, again, like Coach Luke said, this is a very, very deep draft. And so they want to jump in to the top 10 somewhere. So like Coach Luke said, the Philadelphia 76ers are really trying to make a move before draft day is upon us. And so they don't have a lot of time to make this move, but they're still trying hard. And like all of the teams, they're trying hard to jockey in position for one of these blue chip players because this is a very deep draft. I tell you, the whole first round is very talented. We haven't had a draft like this in the last six years. And so it's going to be very, very exciting. And of course, you all know, All Things Basketball Podcast is in the building. 
Thursday, we are at the NBA draft. And I tell you, we're going to report, be reporting all of the drafts, what's going on and what's happening on the draft floor. And so it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing. And we will be visual IGTV and Facebook live. All right. The WNBA recap. And man, oh man, you know Coach Loop loved that WNBA. All right, Westchester, Madison Square Garden. I'm pulling for you, baby. You got to have All Things Basketball Podcast in the building. We'll do a show right there on the side of the floor. We'll do our show. We'll do our one hour right there. And you know it'll be a little small fee. It won't be. I won't break the bank. Coach Luke and All Things Basketball Podcast, we won't break the bank. We'll just be happy to be there around all of the music and all of the perform and performance and watch the young women do their thing for the New York Liberty. And it doesn't matter whether it's at Madison Square Garden or we have to come to Westchester. We'll travel, Liberty. <laughs> well, all right. The WNBA recap. I kind of got away from it, people. Bear with Coach Luke. All right, we had two games in the WNBA. We got some games tonight, but we had two games. The Las Vegas Ace against the Minnesota Lynx. The Las Vegas Ace 80 and the Minnesota Lynx 75. We had the defending champion, Seattle Storm, and they lost to the Connecticut Sun. So you got the Connecticut Sun, 81, and the Seattle Storm, 67. And so there we have the WNBA recap. And boy, like I said again, we sure love that WNBA. And pretty soon we're just going to be focusing hard on the WNBA now that the NBA is on a little break. But we're also going to be dealing with new recruits. We're going to be dealing with the AAU. We're going to be dealing with all of the all basketball, all things basketball, even overseas. We got we got things happening overseas that we're going to be talking about. Also, we don't just leave it to the to the NBA. We really don't. And a lot of people say, "Oh, Coach Luke, the season's over. What you going to talk about?" Well, just because the, the NBA season is over, basketball still goes on. And of course, we got the Las Vegas Summer League, so it doesn't stop people. It just doesn't stop. And that's why I love this game. All right. The Rockets. News out of the Houston Rockets building is that the Rockets are butting heads. Players, that is. And it's coming from the top. It's coming from an excellent general manager, manager, Daryl Morey. He's citing that the players are bickering and butting heads. Well, I tell you what, we already know that that you know, um, truthfully, you could tell the way that they were playing against the Golden State Warriors that they were um, a solo team. It seemed to me, as a coach looking through coaches' lenses, that all of the players were kind of going for self. All of them were somewhat looking selfish out there. And as a result, even with KD not there, they lost that series to the Golden State Warriors. And they had an opportunity to win that series had they played together. But it just could, it just didn't seem like the Houston Rockets wanted to play together. And so now coming out of the Houston Rockets building is that a lot of players are butting heads. And one of the players that's making a glaring stance is one Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul is citing, but all season from what we're hearing now, he's been citing that the way the system and the way that the Houston Rockets play basketball is not a winning formula. And what he means by that is that one player, of course, he's talking about James Harding, the beard, holding the ball at the top of the hash is not going to bring victories. Well, I'll tell you what. In the reg- and I have to agree with Chris Paul on one thing. It will bring victories in the regular season, people. It really will. Because you know what? In the NBA, the regular season is showtime. And so it will bring victories 
in the regular season, but do you know where it won't bring victories? It'll never bring victories in the playoffs when the game slows down and there's more strategizing and there's more people focused on what you can do and what you can't do. And so I agree with Chris Paul in that sense. The ball has to move around in order for you to be successful. And I'll tell you what, as a coach, I happen to know this. That's not just in the NBA, people. That's in every level. CYO, junior high, high school, college, NBA, or any league that you play in. The ball has to move around in order for you to be successful and win and win and be successful. It has to. So I do agree with Chris Paul on that scenario. Now, let's get back on to the Rockets because the team is butting heads. And, of course, Chris Paul has always been vocal. And so he's come out and been very, very vocal about James Harding holding the ball for most of the shot clock and then taking all of the shots. All right? Now, Daryl Morey is a great general manager, and he's already cited that the only person that's untouchable in the Houston building is James Harding. So, oh, man, guess where that leaves Chris Paul? At the door, waiting for it to be opened, because now James Harding has come out and has said he does not want to play with Chris Paul. And that's some news, man, I tell you. So now you know they're going to have to trade Chris Paul. They've got to trade Chris Paul. Now I'll tell you, one of the things that Coach Luke looked at and, and, and it came to my mind, these guys have a ton of State Farm commercials, and they really look like they get along. They really look like they get along. But comes to find out, they don't get along at all. They actually don't like each other, all right? And so now James Harding, the beard, is saying, I cannot play with this guy. I want him out. And so now what's going on is Daryl Morey, of course, is shopping Chris Paul to the league. But here's the interesting fact about Chris Paul. Chris Paul has a very big contract. He's one of the top three played top three paid players in the league. The next three years, Chris Paul will make $38 million next season. The year after, he'll make 42 And in the third year, he'll make $41 million. And I'm talking about a season, people. And so that type of contract is going to be hard to move. Somebody will accept him on their team, but he's going to have to take a pay cut in order for him actually to get out of Houston as quick as he wants to get out of there. And so that trading Chris Paul is going to be a lot harder said than done, but it's a job that I believe Daryl Morey will accomplish because he's an excellent GM. And so news coming out of Houston is that there's been a lot of bickering. And of course, not just Chris Paul and James Harding, there are other players involved. But because they're the two superstars, they've made the news. And so they are shopping Chris Paul in hopes that they can get him out of the Houston building by September 15th, which is the first day of training camp. Well, Jackie Young, the number one pick in the WNBA, The number one pick in the WNBA, Jackie Young, for the Las Vegas Ace. Is she getting her feet wet? Well, I'll tell you what. When you say, uh, is she getting her feet wet? Or is she getting her feet under her? Let me let me change that. Right now, Jackie Young is struggling a little bit. And I'll tell you why. She's a rookie. All right? Now, the scrutiny comes to Jackie Young for one reason and one reason only. The scrutiny is coming to Jackie Young for the Las Vegas Ace because she was the number one pick in the WNBA. And for some reason, a lot of people are all over Jackie Young. And the reason why they're all over Jackie Young is because she was the number one pick. 
And from what I can remember, as long as I've been watching the WNBA, there hasn't been another WM, there hasn't been another number one pick that has struggled the way Jackie Young has struggled. But I'll tell you this, she's a rookie, people. Now I could say from a distance, Coach Luke can say, give her a break. She's a rookie. She's learning the pro game. But I tell you what, the fans in Las Vegas don't want to hear that. They want production from Jackie Young, and they want it now. And when they played the Minnesota Lynx, I caught a little bit. Coach Luke caught a little bit of the game. They took Jackie Young out the game. And when the coach inserted her back in the game, you could hear the boo birds. All right? And as a young player, Jackie Young smiled, gave a little smile. But I could see. I could see that it affected Jackie Young. And it affected her game because she didn't score a point. And she only had three rebounds, you know. And so um, she's having a rough time of it. But again, Coach Luke always tells you guys, I don't really look at rookies. Why? Because they have to get their feet under them. They have to learn the pro game. They're going from playing with young women to women. They're going from playing with young men to men if it's on the man side. So, I don't really look at rookies like that. But if you're a fan and you want to boo, you pay your money to do whatever you want other than put your hands on the participants on the floor. So if you want to pay your money to boo, that's your prerogative. But I will tell all you guys one thing. Jackie Young is a phenomenal talent. And Jackie Young, mark my words, will be a superstar in the WNBA. And I'll say it again. This is Coach Luke, All Things Basketball Podcast. Remember, I told you, Jackie Young will be a superstar. Well, oh, all right. The Instagram Instagram is open. And I have a question. Well, it's not a training question, but it's a good question. It's a good question. Can the gold, can the current Golden State team beat the great teams, the great Chicago Bull teams led by Michael Jordan? Can the current Golden State team beat the great Bull teams that were led by Michael Jordan? Wow, that's an excellent, excellent question. And I see that you're from the Bay Area, so that's that's wonderful. I know that you're a Golden State Warrior fan. <laughs> wonderful question. So I'm going to be as honest, young man, as I possibly can. Can Golden State beat those um, Chicago great Chicago Bull teams of the past? No. They would not beat those teams. Now, would they win some games? Yes, I tell you. They'll win some games. But if it was a seven-game series, I would pick that Chicago Bull team led by Michael Jordan all day long. And let me just go into a few matchups. One of the things that happens is, young man, you're pretty young. So guess what? I happen to know what Coach Luke knows about you. You've never really saw that Chicago Bull team play. You've seen footage of them play. But what you have seen is the Golden State Warriors, the Splash Brothers, Draymond Green, and all of these guys. That's what you have seen with your naked eye. But you've never really seen Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman. Steve Kerr, your head coach, all right, was the three-point assassin for that team. The coach that you love was the three-point assassin for that team, Ron Harper. All right, so let's go into the matchups. Now, I know you want me to eliminate Michael Jordan against Klay Thompson, and I love me some Klay Thompson, but I think we should eliminate that matchup. Because the game is made of matchups. So I think we should eliminate that one, right? Well, I'm going to, if you don't want to eliminate that one, 
I'm going to eliminate that one because that one would have been Michael Jordan all day and all night. Scottie Pippen could D up anybody on their team. Dennis Rodman would have gave Draymond Green fits. Draymond probably would have got three technicals and got thrown out the game. Dennis Rodman was a monster, and I'll tell you what, if you think Draymond Green could go up against Dennis Rodman, Draymond Green is 6'5". A lot of people don't understand Dennis Rodman is 6'10", people. So he's got five inches on Draymond Green, and he's way more physical. And so, you know, I'm saying that because the game is of matchups, and so to answer your question, young man, no way. Those Chicago Bull teams would have beaten um, the Golden State teams. Now, would Golden State now would Golden State have won some games? Of course, they're too talented not to win some games. I would say maybe the series would go four-two. Anytime that would happen, it would go four-two. But I don't see the uh, uh, Golden State really winning any of those series. But I mean, hey, you're a big Golden State fan and you have every right to believe in your team. And that's something else. I'll tell you what. Hey, I'm a New York Knicks fan. And guess what? Every time the New York Knicks played those great Chicago teams, I thought the Knicks had a chance. And I found out the hard way that they really didn't because that guy, Michael Jordan, was a bad, bad man. And I tell you what. They, he was a thorn in every New York Knicks fan side, as well as the rest of the league. And so, no, to answer your question, no, the Chicago Bulls, led by Michael Jordan, would have beaten the Splash Brothers and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala every single time. That's my opinion, sir. That's my opinion, young man. All right? Thank you for the question. That's the only question that came through the Instagram. But, hey, like Coach Luke always say, I'm a very, very patient guy. And, you know, you have a great day. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hit that email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. All Things Basketball Podcast, people. Let's go. It's for you. All right? Download, share, like. Let's do it. Well, all right. The Washington Wizards are set to offer Masai Ujiri the whole house. The Washington Wizards are set to offer Masai Ujiri President of Operations of the Toronto Raptors, the whole house. Now, this is what Coach Luke is reading. I don't know what the Wizards brass is talking about, the whole house. Uh, it could be both. General manage, general manager's position, as well as president of operation position. All right? It could be both. It could be those, both of those things and ownership, partially ownership. I don't know what, what they mean by they're, they're ready to give the house to Messiah Jerry. What Coach Luke believes when they say the house is, you know, when you're the president of, of operations, you pretty much have to call a board meeting. Um, now you make the last decision. But you pretty much have to call a meeting of the owners, the scouts, the coaching staff, and kind of let everybody in the boardroom know exactly what you're going to do. Now, you're going to take input across the board, but you're also going to make that decision. And so what I think the Washington Wizards is telling Messiah Jerry, not only are we going to make you the richest executive in the league, but you really don't have anyone to answer to when you want to make decisions. You just make that decision and come back to us later on. So what they're doing is they're giving them the whole house 
and they're giving him the keys to the Bentley, as they say. They're letting him take the keys to the Bentley and saying, this car is yours to drive. You just let us know what destination you're going to. That's what Coach Luke is getting out of it. All right? But anyway, the Washington Wizards have stated they're ready to give the whole house financially and executively to Masai Ujiri. Now, I don't know if Masai Ujiri on the heels of winning the championship and possibly if Kawhi Leonard, that bad, bad man Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto, they have an opportunity to win again. I don't know if he'll leave. I mean, just from looking at Masai Ujiri, I think the job is what juvenates him. I don't think money and power really, really pushes Masai Ujiri. Just from from afar. Again, I've never met the man. So I can't really be, I give you a definite answer. But I'll tell you what, he doesn't look like a guy that's moved by the most money or here's the keys to the Bentley. I think he looks more like a guy that loves the challenge and rolls up his sleeves. Now, if he were to go to Washington, would that be a challenge? Of course it would be a challenge because that's a broken organization. And sometimes executives love challenges like that so that they can build the pieces back up and say, hey, I remember when I came here and this was a a, a dormant organization. And now after three or four years, look at the job that I've done. Look at the team. They're in the playoffs and they're sniffing around that championship. Because I tell you what, it's not so much winning a championship, but it's about getting in a competitive place in the league so that that ticket holders and people, the consumer loves to come see you. And it don't matter whether it's on a Monday night or a Sunday night. That's when the team becomes successful. That's when a team stands up and says, hey, look at me. We're a successful organization. And so I'm not too sure whether Masai Ujiri will leave Toronto. He really looks happy there. He really, really does. And if you can remember, when he was in Denver, people were always trying to pull him away from the Denver building. And he stayed in Denver all four or five years until the time was right, until he was ready to move on to Toronto. Now, Toronto gave him a nice contract, but I think it was more that a team like Toronto kept knocking on the door and knocking on the door, and they could never knock the door down. And so I think he went to Toronto to figure out why the Raptors couldn't knock the door down. And I'll be God darned, he figured that out because Kawhi Leonard came through, he rolled the dice on Kawhi Leonard, and he I guess he figured all he needed was that one more piece. And Messiah Jury was right on target because once he got Kawhi Leonard, then the Raptors really started transcending up. They really started transcending up. But that's the news out of the Washington Wizards building. They're ready. The word is quoted. They're ready to throw Messiah Jerry the house. And like Coach Luke said, I really believe it's just free reign to do most of the things he wants to do as an executive. And he really doesn't have to look over his left shoulder or look over his right shoulder when it's time to make a decision. Messiah Jerry will be able to make that decision and feel comfortable when he lays his head down that night that he, he did all that he could do to make the team the best that it could possibly be. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, share your comments, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, 
wonderful, 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 wonderful uh, episode, episode 19, Blockbuster. And I'd like to thank all of my listeners, everybody that likes, downloads, shares. We're just growing more and more listeners every show. I'm so excited and I'm so happy. And, you know, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing, this thing, this game of basketball. I love it so much, and it's done so much in my life that, you know, I just, I just, I'm just speechless about it. But that's the end of Episode 19, people, and I'll see you for Episode 20. Good night. God bless.